Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. All right, welcome into Off the Radar here on 365 Sports. Do this Tuesdays and Thursdays at around 445 or so, give or take. Uh, our previous guest, and obviously a lot of good stuff there from Steve Wiltfong. A lot going on with the transfer portal right now. And just kind of catch it up, uh, Riley Leonard uh, officially headed to Notre Dame from Duke. Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke is now Wisconsin quarterback Tyler Van Dyke. Those are just a couple. He also had a big pickup for Oklahoma, getting wide receiver Dion Burks. Those are just some of the moves uh, made the day, and there's plenty more going on in that regard. But, man, it is a lot to keep up with. There's no doubt about it. I'm surprised we got even 10, 12 minutes or whatever we got out of uh, Steve Wiltfong there. But there's not only the transfer portal commitments, there's also the guys declaring for the NFL draft. Yeah. I mean, that's also a big part of what's going on right now. And uh, as of earlier today, I don't think this came as much of a surprise. And, and actually, last night after we got off the show, this started to trickle out. But Drake May, one of the top prospects period but certainly top two quarterbacks along with Caleb Williams in the draft uh, he announced that he would in fact be heading uh, to the pros and uh, will not play in the Dukes Mayo Bowl against West Virginia so Mountaineers fans out there I know we got some uh, you will not be facing off with Drake May but we knew that as of yesterday what we did not know but what I guess became official today was that uh, one of his teammates will be joining him in the NFL draft when Tez Walker has declared for the NFL draft. So Drake May is going to skip the bowl game. And uh, Tez Walker uh, also going to be joining him as far as uh, the the, uh, uh, opting out of the bowl game against WVU and the Dukes-Mayo Bowl and going ahead and getting uh, ready for uh, prep. So that was out there as well. Those are a couple of the guys here recently that have made decisions. uh, But there's uh, a lot more that have been uh, coming down. That includes TCU offensive lineman Andrew Coker. He has declared for the 2024 NFL Draft, a two-time Big 12 honorable mention, and also running back Amani Bailey declaring for the wow. NFL had, Draft. Had a very sneaky, really good year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still kind of surprises me. I mean, running backs, though, uh-huh. I mean, like, it's kind of a weird thing because you have no idea what what's going to happen with you. Um, you're going to get drafted in the middle rounds no matter what. Um, your clock ticks a little faster than everybody else's does now, whether that's real or imagined, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it is a weird, like, if you're running back, like, man, if you got the opportunity to go, you almost have to right now. And so, Imani Bailey probably, yeah. and he had, like you said, Smokey, a really stinky good year. Uh, and so, hopefully he got back so, a good report from the NFL on where he'd be drafted. So, he's yeah. not sitting there going, well, you're a running back, so if you were a defensive end, we'd have drafted you in the third round. But since you're a running back, we're going to draft you in the sixth. But, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was surprising to see that come across uh, the screen earlier today. But uh, the junior from uh, up there in the DFW area from Denton, he is uh, declaring for the NFL draft, had 223 carries, 1,209 yards, and eight touchdowns 
uh, on the ground this past season. Also had uh, 25 catches, close to 200 yards, and a touchdown as well. But I saw that one, and that, that I actually was like, whoa, a little bit of a double take. Was not expecting him uh, to go. So you had uh, Drake May officially joining uh, Tez Walker there from North Carolina. You've got uh, uh, Monty Bailey and Andrew Coker from TCU. Also, I mentioned this at the top of the show, but it is official. It was Kansas State tight end Ben Sinnott uh, will be declaring for the NFL draft as well. He put that out on social media earlier today, said he's ready to take the next step and fulfill a lifelong dream. So a guy who started off as a walk-on but then had a really big year last year and uh, became one of the better tight ends uh, in the country and certainly in the Big 12. Uh, He is now uh, finishing up his Kansas State career uh, as well. And uh, it's just a a whirlwind of of activity. You had uh, Oregon's uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, the Remington Trophy winner, uh, being the nation's top center. He is also declared for the NFL draft. He put that out on Twitter uh, yesterday later on in the show. And uh, you also had uh, Bucky Irving, junior running back from Oregon, his team, a lot of teammates uh, here over the last couple of days, but he also declared for the NFL draft. So a pair from TCU, a pair from Oregon, a pair from North Carolina, all names that uh, most people know if you've been watching a lot of college football here over the last year, two plus, um, but also uh, the, the solo decision there uh, with Ben Sennett uh, heading to the NFL draft. So just a, a bevy of guys uh, to uh, add into the fray. Uh, also, BYU running back Aiden Robbins, who that one might not ring as much of a bell, did not have as nearly as big of an impact, but he's also bounced around a lot in the transfer portal. Uh, he has declared officially for the NFL draft, and if anything, intriguing at 6'3", 240. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure somebody will like that size there, but not sure how his profile uh, fills out entirely. And also, Texas A&M getting hit uh, with the early declaration of linebacker Edrin Cooper. He is officially declared he was for the for NFL draft. The awards, uh, yeah. First team All-American, according to the Associated Press, uh, will not play in the Texas Bowl, uh, but a Louisiana native and uh, according to ESPN, their number one off-ball linebacker per Mel Kuyper's rankings. So, yeah, Edrin Cooper will not be suiting up for Mike Elko in that uh, Aggies defense next year. So I think that about covers uh, most of the decisions, but there's going to be many, many more coming down the pipeline, and that's uh, something that kind of gets lost a little bit, even though we touched on it earlier with our bowl, kind of off-and-on bowl discussion and the, the importance or lack thereof with a lot of these bowl games. I do feel like with the transfer portal – that the uh, the pro declarations uh, kind of get lost in the shuffle a little yeah. bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, so elsewhere, did you watch uh, Monday Night Football last night? I, I saw some did. of it. Yes, uh, as a double header action. Yeah, and look, as a supporter of the celebration of Italian American culture that comes with Tommy Cutlets, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, you are a, a big fan, but you had uh, last night the Tennessee Titans with the big win over the Miami Dolphins. Derrick Henry, a touchdown late in the fourth quarter, able to push the Titans over the edge there. So they now move to 5-8 and eight, while the Dolphins uh, fall to 9-4. and four. But what a great story they have continued to be. And Tua, for all the talk about, like, you know, injuries at one point, but then just, like, his fit, it's like, He's in a good spot, and he's doing A-OK, and he's going to be good for a really long time. But the Dolphins uh, looking for win number 10, edged out by Tennessee. And then uh, on the other side of the uh, coin with the NFC, you had the Giants 
uh, getting win number five, beating the Packers, another game that came right down to the wire. And Tommy DeVito, as you said, Paul, Giants quarterback, 17 to 21 for 158 and a, and a touchdown. Uh, also had 71 yards rushing uh, as well, uh, nearly edging out Saquon Barkley for uh, the rushing total there. Uh, but this was a, a maddening game for the Packers as Randy Bullock kicked a 37-yarder to walk off Green Bay and give the Giants the win. So, I don't know, for, for two games that I didn't really have a lot invested into them necessarily, no fantasy football or anything like that, I, it was pretty entertaining in the grand scheme of things in two games that came down to the wire. So, yeah, that was a little fun doubleheader last night. Yeah. Um, no, it, 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 there's some, some good you know, games. that uh, The Dolphins, man, that like they're getting hurt at the wrong time. Yeah, Offensive right line. the Cowboys. Yeah. No, but Connor Williams, their center, uh, former Cowboy, out for the year. Former Longhorn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, been really good, uh, was very average for the Cowboys at a position he shouldn't have been playing, uh, and then it's been really good for the Dolphins at the position he should have been playing at center. Uh, but, and then the Cowboys had kind of worked him over there, but he he's out. He's got a torn ACL. Tyreek Hill sprained his ankle and came back in the game last night, but was not Tyreek Hill. Um, and that's the engine that makes the Dolphins go, and not, not to knock any of the other weapons that they have, which they have a lot, with Jalen Waddell and, uh, you know, with Mostert and A-Chan and all the guys they have, but Tyreek Hill is probably the best shot at non-quarterback MVP of the league right now because he's so unbelievably good. And if he's slowed down at all, then that's going to change their offense. Um, Yeah, the Dolphins, I mean, they're hitting the injury bug at the very wrong time. Yep, so they fall last night, and, and we're getting back to that doubleheader action on Monday Night Football, which I, I enjoyed having. You know, if one game stinks, then you got another one to fall back to, but uh, both games ended up coming down to the wire and, and ended up with pretty fun finishes. And I I, ch- I thought I, I checked every box when it came to some of those NFL declarations, but I, I did not, and it's actually from the team that I watched the most, so uh, I need to circle back a little bit. But one of the reasons why the – a transfer portal report about the potential of young offensive linemen and multiple game starter and future starter uh, Caden Green, why that was such a big deal uh, besides the fact that he's a really good player and he's a young guy and you were counting on him as you make this transition into the SEC. Well, why that was made bigger of a deal is because there was also a pair of OU offensive linemen that declared for the NFL draft that I, I failed to mention, but Tyler Guyton and Andrew Rame, uh went on social media and uh, announced that they – uh, appreciated their time at Oklahoma, but uh, they will be forgoing their remaining eligibility and uh, going to the NFL draft. And uh, Guyton, in particular, uh, not much of a surprise. Definitely a top, uh, you know, two three rounds type of a of a player, top one hundred type of a player. So that also played into the uh, big deal when it came to Caden Green and the reports that he might. I'll be entering the transfer portal rather abruptly. So back to the NFL, wanted to make mention of just uh, ratings from time to time, not for comparison's sake per se, but just because I, I find it somewhat interesting. But yet Eagles-Cowboys, of which what was a massive game this past Sunday night, uh, 26.3 million viewers ended up tuning in uh, to NBC uh, to watch the Cowboys and Eagles. Compared to Dolphins and Chargers last year, it was up 57%, had 7 million more viewers than that game last year, and uh, was the most watched edition of Sunday Night Football in seven years, which also happened to be the Giants and the Cowboys. Uh, they had 26 point, uh, 
uh, a little over 26 million as well, or 26.7. So that game had slightly higher, but this was the most watched Sunday night football game since then. Eagles, Cowboys, and I know we'll uh, we'll talk about it some with John, and we'll get into it more with Mickey here in a couple of days. But we kind of touched on it yesterday. How you feeling about them Cowboys, I, Paul? I mean, I, I feel as good as I have in a while. But again, I will not be optimistic, and I will not see the glasses right. half full keep until in. until I hear. Uh, which I guess would be Kevin Burkhart say, the Dallas Cowboys are going um, to the NFC Championship. You don't listen to Brad Sham, or I'll hear Brad do it. But yeah, I mean, when I'm, you know, no, you just yeah. I mean, I get, but yeah, I'll hear them all do it. Believe me, <laughs> if they do. It has but, been yeah. since 1995. They have not been close. They have not even been in the championship game. They have blown higher seeds in playoff games, even at home. But they they've got some weaponry. They really, really do their defense. The three strips of Philadelphia, what, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and also Jalen Hurts were just a defense that feeds off turnovers. And every one of those was absolutely just strength, ripping the ball out of pretty good football players' hands. Yep. Well, the Eagles have been doing that a lot lately, too. So, um I, I was wonder. definitely trying to temper expectations here. I, I, I mean, like, I get it. I yeah, get I mean, it. Like, they, like, I get I, it. I can, you know, the cow, the Cowboys are the cocaine of NFL teams, where you know people like all of the media and the fans love to like, you know, let's do a couple of lines of Cowboys, mm-hmm. and then you know, oh my God! But then at the end of it, it's just like, well, I regret that completely, and now I just sold my television. Yeah, there's some of that. So, some of those lines that's fentanyl in it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, They're yeah, just, yeah. it's not, it's not worth like the buzz is not worth the the cost right now. So yeah, there, there's no. They've got to. They've got to start delivering on some of these you, things. You have lost a little bit of your luster on how you predict them, though. You've been off um, a little bit. I've, I no, like partly because lose another game. You know, you know why is like I. I just until this last week, I didn't really believe they were that good. Well, because you also they hadn't. Have, you have PTSD with Florida because, State because so they had about that. No, because they hadn't. Like they were. Their season was so weird in that they had this weird game with the Chargers, and that was a win. They, you know, every every good team has a weird loss, and that was the Cardinals. But in the the two good teams that they played, really good teams they played were the Eagles and and 49ers. The 49ers stroked them and they lost to the Eagles in a close game that, you know, if they were better at the time, they might have won that game on the road. So I like, well, I don't really know who they are. Then the Seahawks game was that was one of the better teams they beat in a in a game that went back and forth. But all their other games, they just blew people out. So they were running through these really crappy teams, but how does that tell me how good they are? Right? It just tells me that they're better than these teams that have made poor personnel decisions, but when they Go against a team with good GMs like the Eagles and 49ers, the two best GMs in the sport, they get their ass kicked. But now it's maybe starting to change. All right. So there. God, Lee, what was that a lot? Well, I mean, it's building up. They haven't won a championship in some years of frustration. 25. No, we're we're past 25 now, actually. We're closing in on 30. We are. 30 years. I was 15 years old, about to be 16 when they won the Super Bowl in, in 96. Yeah, well, maybe that's uh, all going to change this year. I mean, again, I think if you're the Texas fan who is a Longhorn fan, a Rangers fan, and a Cowboys fan, and those people certainly exist somewhere, uh, this is one heck of a year uh, where the Rangers have already won the World Series. you got Texas playing for a playoff uh, and an opportunity at the national championship, and the Cowboys looking about as good as they have. But actually, like, 
having substance behind it for what seems like the first time in a really long time. So they got a, a massive uh, rating this past Sunday. It wasn't record-breaking, but just to kind of put in perspective of, of just how uh, big the NFL audience is, that was the 15th game this season to cross 25 million viewers. <laughs> so that is a lot of 25 million uh, viewed games. And, uh, yeah, Cowboys-Eagles, just the latest there. Uh, also this past weekend, and uh, I wanted to, to get your thoughts on this because we haven't talked about it, but 7.18 million tuned in for Army's win over Navy. How many? 7.18 million, yeah, up 4% from last year. Uh, you sound disappointed, like you had something riding on that or something. But no. seven, that's a pretty healthy not number for a game that, that not a lot of people have necessarily skin in the game for. But Two, five, and six teams. Yeah, not even, yeah, yeah not, not, not two great teams at that. But uh, that was one hell of a football game, as those two typically put on. Yeah, I, I thought it would be a little bit more just because of the emotions of that game. It was incredible. I thought Navy was dead and buried about 10 minutes left in the game. Um, man, what a what an unbelievable game. The emotions of that game, the tradition of that game. There are some that don't like watching it. They, they don't like the style of play. Uh, but, it, you know, as much as I'd love to see Navy win, that was – I couldn't complain. That was incredible. Watched yeah. it when I was with my brothers in Florida – and we were all on our edges of our seat. It was fantastic. Well, Army wins in the end, uh, but it was a very fun game. Seven-plus million tuning in for that one. The Heisman Trophy presentation, for whatever it's worth, 2.3-plus million people tuned in for, for that game. So a couple million, uh, not bad, I guess, for a, a trophy presentation. And, of course, uh, the big win for uh, LSU and uh, Jaden Daniels there. All right, a couple more notes uh, that we'll get to before wrapping it up here. And this one I just saw, this was kind of out of nowhere, but does the name Jabari Thornton ring a bell? Yes, from uh, Midway to uh, La Vega. Yes, uh, not Junior Thornton, not Jabalani. His brother. But his brother Jabari at La Vega. Well, he just uh, tweeted out he just got his second D1 offer from Oregon. Wow. So uh, Oregon snooping around these parts uh, just down the road there in Bell Mead and the La Vega Pirates. So I wanted to pass that along. And they also apparently offered a young university high wide receiver, London Smith. So the, Unbelievable the, ducks, player. the ducks are in the area right hey, around us. Let me tell you something. You know who they that fly is? south of the you know winter. Who that yeah. is? London Smith. Isn't it uh, Rodney's kid? Rodney's kid, yeah. who was a fantastic athlete, played at Baylor, and he's uh, now the assistant athletic director at Waco ISD. I don't. His uh, son is a two multi level talent on offense and defense for yeah. University High. Yeah, I. Uh, I think uh, when I first started, London was uh, maybe not here. Well, dude, he's only he's class of twenty six, so he's still got a yeah, couple no, so, years left. Yeah, when I I my first gig was doing university, university football, and Rodney Smith was on the staff uh, with Leroy Coleman, and um, yeah, I don't know if yeah, London wouldn't have been he would have been. Uh, just a thought at yeah. that point. Yeah. So he's uh, now got – he went from a thought to um, – Getting an offer from Oregon. Getting an offer from Oregon. I had another joke I was going to try to make. He's got thoughts, uh, you know, uh, after him with uh, all these big offers that he's pulling in. Yeah. But, no, uh, that's that's a big-time offer. So, yeah, there's a couple of the Ducks have delivered here in our backyard. And uh, congratulations to both Jabari Thornton and also London Smith as they move forward. And just a couple of – things do we have time or we we need to yeah, go here we're good okay next thing's well, i saw somebody so. actually mention this in the chat room and it was it was great timing because i was like do i mention this or not and i realized you weren't here on friday um and you got asked the question did you already answer it in the chat room about one john rom and his uh yeah, big decision I just did. Text, okay uh, paxton just asked me yeah paxton uh 
surprised and not surprised that he will be joining live golf the reigning masters champion Uh, i am now to the point and i love golf all you guys know i love watching golf i'll watch whatever tournament it is i was watching it this morning uh i i think there's a chance that golf might go to you watch the four majors and maybe the Ryder cup and a lot of the other tournaments are going to be like bowl games because of the way that the two tours have changed, and they have until the end of the year to have some sort of an agreement. I think there's a lack of trust. Patrick Cantlay and Tiger are trying to figure out a way to um, save the PGA Tour. The Fenway Sports Group is getting involved in this as well, so fear not. A good thing will happen once every seven years. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. But, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I was disappointed only because I love watching the PGA Tour. I've watched maybe five minutes of live. And that doesn't mean that I can't understand what it is, but I've watched like five. It's just not for me. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be interested. Like, there's a lot of people who aren't interested in like spinoffs of anything, really. Right. Even if you really like a show, it exactly. doesn't necessarily mean you're going to follow the well, every spinoff not, of it. And not everything can be Frasier. And yeah, yeah, not everything can you know be a, a super successful spinoff and and almost to the point you forget that it was exactly Cheers right. character exactly that spun right. off. But I mean, there's other examples in TV where that has worked, like uh, Young Sheldon, I, I guess, would be a, a spinoff, right? A Big Bang Theory, and that's worked out well. But in sports, you know, there's there's been, I guess, other football leagues you're not quite as interested in. I'm not a golf guy, so the whole live and the debate and all that, I understand that it's it's in some ways it's a more of an argument that's bigger than golf. It's about politics, and it's about, you know, uh, geopolitics and things like that, but uh, that was obviously a big story from last week, and you weren't here to talk about it. So uh, another big loss for the uh, PGA. Uh, but uh, also one final story here, uh, and I don't think this was brought up, but uh, Naquan Tomlin, after the dust-up there at Kansas State, um, had to get dismissed from the program last week after you know a big to-do amongst the K-State fan base on Twitter. A lot of our, our K-State reporter buddies were... were all in it as far as, like, what's the school doing and the decisions being made and why can't he play and this and that. Well, he was uh, dismissed officially last week after getting arrested uh, back in October where he was charged with disorderly conduct, brawling or fighting uh, at a bar in Manhattan. And there's still, you know, fuzzy details. That doesn't really matter so much now. But that's uh, that's kind of what had gotten brought back up. Well, it was an even... uh, I guess if there's an open wound, then rubbing alcohol got poured all in it as Naquan Tomlin committed to Memphis and will continue his playing career with the Memphis Tigers. So I could not remember if we had uh, mentioned that earlier or not. But, uh, yes, Naquan Tomlin visited there on Monday. He'll graduate from K-State later this week, and then he will go enroll and play for Memphis I as soon. I thought he graduated over the weekend. Are you or, or over the weekend yeah. this yeah. week, and then he'll oh, be yeah. on his way okay. and will head and play next semester at Memphis. So. Yeah, as soon as the as soon as the uh, they crack the books, he yeah. can go play uh, for Penny Hardaway. So I I really would love to know details of this and why. Like that's yeah. there's there's so much that's ne- like there's the Kansas State media that feels that this was that's kind of Richard let, Linton the uh, the school president. president yeah. yeah, that feels that this was on the school president. But again, nobody has any like. Like real, well, like problem details said as well that this was not just the bar incident. Yeah. yeah, he said it was bigger than just the bar thing. So it wasn't like we that don't know happened. what that prior. Yeah, so that's what, what that is. Yeah. Would like to know that you know, right. but there are things that he can't discuss. Although he is getting freaking hammered by everybody in Manhattan, including the media. Uh, it was interesting that 
Gene Taylor's the one who had to release the comment, which everyone thought was kind of gutless on the president's part, and that this would be the only thing. And at least Jerome Tang did a, a video, sat down. It was unbelievably good. Went to where some of the, I guess, um, protests were on campus with one of his coaches. It calmed things down. And then two days later, Linton comes out with a comment that just kind of like threw gasoline back in the yeah. fire. So he, you know, yeah, he, he it was supposed to be the last thing said and kind of like ended it. And then, yeah, he, he ended up saying something after. And it was like, I thought y'all said this was the last thing. And everything had kind of smoothed over, it seemed, for at least a second. And uh, it got all uh, out of whack again. But it is hard to explain to a fan base of, well, why can't he play here? But he can go play somewhere else, like in a matter of a couple of weeks, basically. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's what I think is the hard part for K State fans to to understand or to come to grips with. But yeah, Naquan Tomlin, after getting dismissed last week, uh, will be joining Memphis and uh, will play for them in this next semester. So there are quite a few things off the radar. All right. Uh, so when we come back, John McClain, Hall of Fame columnist, will join us around the corner. But I want to get back into that discussion about Florida State. And not just from Paul, but others on the site that are arguing that FSU should just take their toys and go home because of what happened with the college football playoff committee. I honestly don't see anything positive out of doing that, but we will discuss it even from Paul's perspective and your perspective in the chat room. And this is 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.